let's get this out of the way. This is Big Motor Small Boy Podcast. I'm Buddy Pulley. I'm Seth Dolby. And they needed to move the fucking Martinsville race. From yes. April. Again. <laughs> yeah, they need to move it from April back to May, where they had it scheduled for 2020, and then it got moved to June because of COVID. Um, and then they're like, okay, I guess we don't so need to move cold. it to May. It was yeah. so cold. Yeah, that was brutal. It was 38 degrees, which, I mean – it's been colder. I, I mean, football fans are going to shit on us. Uh, they sit in negative two degrees in Minnesota or whatever, but not Minnesota that stadium's indoors, but green Bay. Yeah. 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 Green Bay. Um, but God, yeah, there's no reason you could easily Darlington's hot as balls. You could easily switch Darlington and Martinsville, Put Darlington in April, it would be beautiful weather in Darlington yeah. in April. And then put Martinsville in May, and it'd be fine. They both work. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while now. Yep. So we get shit done on this podcast, apparently. <laughs> uh, who who the hell runs ISC? We'll get in contact with them. Uh, it's NASCAR. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's like a certain person in charge of. Ben Kennedy handles a lot of the scheduling stuff. All right, Ben. Yeah, My help boy us out. Ben. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I'll listen. You probably get um, better. You probably get better attendance too, because then the Darlington races are farther apart. The weather's better for maybe both. Yeah, exactly. Just a suggestion. Yeah, um, but overall, Martinsville was fun. Um, the weekend we, uh, was for sure. Yeah, the weekend was for sure. We got to do a lot of cool things. Uh, we got to interview Sam Mayer. Yes. <laughs> After the Xfinity race. Uh, if you haven't watched that video, check it out. And we'll also add it into the Buddy Police Safari. Um, and met Dale Jr. That was cool. Yep. Signed um, my camera. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You have it handy? I do. Yes. Yeah. You'll be able to see the moment it happened in the Buddy Police Safari. Yeah. As well. We have, yeah. I mean, we got Sam Mayer and Dale Jr. on the Buddy Police Safari this yes. week. Dale's not a fully aware of it, but. No, Dale was not aware. All right. So there you go. He kind of signed it. It doesn't look like it, but if There's I didn't video, have, there is yeah. video evidence. <laughs> There's video evidence of it, so I'm not really worried about. Well, I guess you can't see Dale signing it, but you could see him grab the camera. <laughs> I go, "Hey, Dale, can you sign my camera?" And he goes, "Sure, where?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's um, as good a proof as I feel like I need. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my yeah, bag reeks overall. of racetrack. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude, everything does. Yeah. We got four races in a row. This is number two, and my whole apartment's gonna reek of it. <laughs> There's like a certain smell you you get from a racetrack on all oh, your yeah. stuff. And yeah. you also do you do you also get like a racetrack hangover? Like not because you're drunk. Like like what? Like groggy. Like you just wake up and you're groggy and you're like head hurts and just don't yeah. feel hundred. Yeah. A little bit. That's kind of why like, um, like longer weekends when you spend two, three full days at the track, it's like pretty taxing. Like that's, I didn't do a thing today other than watch the long breeds yeah. Grand Prix and, and the Canes game. That's all I did today. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I woke up late and then also took a nap. So, turns um, out i got home late enough i probably could have caught the australian grand prix didn't realize it was oh even yeah on. i watched it on the way home did you yeah <laughs> i forgot it was on at one i was like i saw it later i was like oh yeah duh came on halfway yeah. across the world um <laughs> but anyway yeah good weekend met a lot of cool people uh shout out to uh alec anthony two guys they are going to be on safari you'll see them uh good people met at the track always good to meet new people at the track did we go through an entire Buddy Pulley Safari, which was mildly abbreviated, but did we go through an entire Buddy Pulley Safari without meeting a Michael or a no, Kyle? But I, uh, no, but we could insert a clip of our friend Michael from... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that yeah, came to go. the race with us. There we go. I mean, we, we could insert a clip of him and then we just shoe, you know, shoehorn that in and we got a Michael. There we go. Yeah, what's Sam Mayer's middle name? For purposes of this prod podcast, we're going to go with Michael. Uh, I think I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take a wild guess and go with um, Alpaca. Anthon. Not exactly Michael. Anthon? Anthon. 
Okay. That's interesting. I wish we'd have known that. That would have been a cool question to ask him. <laughs> what the hell's up with your middle name? They just yeah, forget yeah, to write yeah. the Y when on your birth certificate. <laughs> I guess so. Um, anyway. But anyway, cool weekend. Got to hang out with the garage guys. Uh, Chase, I will give you your hat um, at Bristol. Um, yeah. Getting into the show, we have a couple things uh, that we got covered from last week or through the midweek. Um, RFK Racing lost their appeal um, on the penalty. They got uh, the you know hundred point crew chief suspension. Everything was upheld. Um, whoa, shocker! I mean, rarely do people win an appeal unless you're Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, unless you're Jimmy Johnson. Um, so they lost the appeal. Would have been nice to you know know what the since they lost the appeal, what the well, Brad said what it was. Well, what was it? They repaired a tail panel insufficiently. Oh yeah, Bondo. I did or, hear that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, haven't they like said you can't use Bondo for like a while now? Well, I don't, I don't really know, but I've only done the bare minimum of of body repair work in my life, and I don't know what the hell you do outside of Bondo, other than like, I guess heating things back up and pulling dents out and all that i'm not 100 percent sure how they I would guess do it. but they're composite i don't yeah yeah i don't i don't really know but i mean like you gotta right, be able to re- you gotta be able to repair these at, to an extent because like we don't have that many of them i guess but yeah brad's on some shady shit this year maybe they figured this is a throwaway year to kind of get everything going so why not figure yes you know, brad, figure brad, didn't have enough throwaway, brad didn't have enough throwaway years left in his career um as an owner he does I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the second thing is uh, Kevin Harvick made some comments about his son and basically young drivers in general um, and their aspirations to um, aspirations of you know going pro and you know where they want to race. A lot of them, he said, I live at the go-kart tracks nowadays and none of those kids want to race NASCAR or IndyCar. They all want to race F1. And he went on to say, Basically, um, that kids, you know, they go down this path of wanting to be an F1 driver. They move to Europe and so few people make it um, that we lose a lot of this young talent to uh, to these kids trying to pursue Formula One. And the world is so cutthroat and they basically get disenchanted with racing after that. And we lose some of these young drivers to that. And then he followed up with... Um, this is talking about Keelan, his son. He's got no chance of going F1 racing. Uh, we try to make him think he has a chance of going to F1, so he'll try to overachieve in kart racing. It's reserve psychology up until the point he realizes. Um, some people might give Kevin a hard time for that. Um, I think it's an interesting method, to say the least. Yeah. But... I mean, I guess you got to you gotta motivate him somehow. I yeah, I don't really know. And here's the thing. We look at the uh, the demographic that this F1 drive to survive has, you know, grabbed this 18 to 40 demographic. Yeah. And they have captured all of that. I mean, I talk to people all the time that have no interest in racing that have watched that and now are watching F1 because of it. And especially these kids nowadays, they see that and they see the over-dramatized, you know, shows that they put out with Drive to Survive. And even I, you know, I'm taking more of a notice to F1 uh, this year just because I've watched that. And it really, um, it really portrays F1 in this cool, young, like cutthroat, you know, which it is cutthroat, um, but really captures that audience, right? Yeah, and not I. NASCAR's got to figure something out with this, because Kevin's not wrong. Yeah, but um, I mean, the only thing is, is some some kids are definitely going to end up being uh, thrown off after trying to go race in Europe. But we've seen a lot of guys come back from that, from F three, F two, not making it. Hell, even getting to Formula One for a year. Yeah, two but or they're several. coming. They're coming they come back, back and going to IndyCar. Yeah, but eventually they're going to run out of seats in IndyCar too. And 
Yeah, but we can't. Here's the thing. We can't. Well, and then they're going to go to sports cars and we have to be ahead of the curve. We have to have not only for the fact that we want to get these young drivers, but also the demographic it's it's targeting and, you know, capturing. Yeah. Like we that's the that's the demographic that NASCAR has been wanting to get for the past 10 years and hasn't been able to achieve it quite like F1 has. I think part of it too. So yeah. So drive to survive is, I, I kind of hate using this word, but it, in a way it's problematic because it, it, it portrays the sport incorrectly or the sanctioning body. Of the series. You see, I don't think it, or it, I mean, it, it definitely it portrays the incidents incorrectly. It, it does. It does. But I mean, you kind of got to take it with a grain. I mean, it's a it's a Netflix show. Of course, it's going to be overdrawn. People give it. Yeah. I feel like people give it too much too much shit for it being so dramatic and like you know, kind of blowing this little minute little rivalry or you know tidbit of you know drivers getting at each other. I feel like people, you know, it blows it up. But I mean, that's what they got to do. It's how I mean, you make interesting TV. Yeah, ultimately, that part of it doesn't bother me because the people who would be most influenced by that, if they're going to turn on a race, they'd figure out pretty quickly that watching a race on or an F1 race on TV is not really like that. Is yeah. it still entertaining for what it what it is? It, it can sells be. F1 very well. Yeah. Despite so, no matter if it's dramatic or not. And it, here's here's the thing about the, you know, the issues that most people have with it. If you actually watch the race, you're not going to see those, you know, incidents anyway. Yeah. But it's not really, you don't, it's almost like smoke and mirrors. You don't know if that stuff's really happening. I mean, you know, real race fans do, but then it also, you know, gives these fans who are watching, I mean, they, they'll they catch on eventually, but it also, you know, it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So yeah. they get hooked on the racing. Yeah. But I mean, if, if we're worried about, say, just say, since it's Kevin Harvick talking about this, that, you know, oh, if, if we can't even get Kevin Harvick's son to be interested in racing professionally in NASCAR, then that's a problem. I don't know if that's necessarily in, as much of an issue as it is. Kid, first of all, has grown up with NASCAR. He's grown up with his dad driving in it. It's cool. But, like, there's this thing over here where all the billionaires hang out and all the rich playboys yeah. it's visually appealing, especially for someone that age. And it, it's kind of the thing too, with worrying about, I mean, it's, it's right to worry about NASCAR's driver crop in the next hand, 10, yeah, 15 years, you got to. but you're never going to get the outreach um, that F1 does because it's literally the most popular motorsport on the it globe. Is, no, you're a hundred percent right in that, but it's not necessarily, it's not only the driver crop. Kevin's obviously speaking from that just because his son is directly in that. Yeah. It's also F1's catching NASCAR. I, I, and, I would, it based off of the attendance at the U S Grand Prix this past year, I would say that they're there. Well, I mean, in viewership, yeah, that's what I mean. NASCAR's still ahead, but they are F1 is yeah, barely. Exactly. Yeah. We used to be, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of F1. Now they're barely. So even if we need we need something like this, you yeah. gotta you gotta get you have to get Chase Elliott, you have to get Kyle Larson, you have to get like dude, could you imagine a drive to survive episode after California with Chase and Kyle Larson? Oh my god. Yeah. That would be insane. Yeah. It does. So, yes, I'm in full agreement. NASCAR does need to step their step their media foot into this market. Absolutely. One hundred percent. But it goes back to a conversation I believe we had um, last week or was it two weeks ago um, about bringing the entirety of NASCAR's production team in-house controlled, make it a fan yeah. as great of a product as you can take your series and your sport as motorsport in general, as seriously as possible. Yeah. We're not getting that right now. So even if we had our own drive to survive series, you would 
maybe hook some people in. And I mean, we got people coming in from the pandemic. We had a lot of people yeah. doing that, but I, I don't know how sustainable that is when you tune in on TV and it looks kind of like a low budget joke to occasionally yeah. it looks like a low budget joke. No, you're not wrong. You're not so, wrong at all. Yeah. I almost feel like if you're going to put all the, all this effort into doing a show like drive to survive, I think you need to have the backbone already in set in stone of a great TV product. Even if the racing isn't always fantastic, the TV, the cameras, the editing, the, I think the directing has been the worst part of NASCAR yeah. broadcasts recently. When to show what, cutting to something that's actually happening right now instead of hearing about it from the commentator and then seeing it like eight seconds later, stuff like that. And then getting, and I, this is not really a, a, a slight on Clint Boyer or guys like that. I think they're instructed to do this. But get people in there who are going to take this seriously. Yeah. Today during the Long Beach Grand Prix, um, Lee Diffie and and Townsend Bell and James Hinchcliffe are they are painting the picture of this race as how big of a deal it is, and how you know how all this is going, and it's so serious. I felt like I was watching a very important event. Yeah. You take the NASCAR on Fox team, which again. It's not really on Mike Joy and Clint Boyer, I feel like. And Mike Joy is trying his no. best. And Well, and here's the thing. I think um, I think people are nostalgic about the 90s and early 2000s. I don't think that's, that racing is as good as it people remember it being. Almost. I mean, there were definitely – it had its moments. And when it did have its moments, it was natural – and there wasn't, you know, a bunch of gimmicky, you know, overtimes and playoffs and stuff. Yeah. What it did, it was great. But the overall racing product was not as leaps and bounds better than what we have right now, no. as we think it is. But when we had broadcasts, you know, that took it seriously and, you know, really painted the better picture for the sport, it made it seem that way. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you're right in, in that. We definitely need that if we're going to bring in something else. But I think it's definitely something we got to do. I mean, because you look at that Bubba Wallace thing they did, like that did very well. Yeah. And it, it brought new eyes and, you know, it, I mean, I don't know. I don't get the argument of people saying it's going to, uh, we don't need it because it's just going to be a bunch of, you know, over-dramatized bullshit. I mean, dude, that's, that's TV. Have yeah. you never, like, I'm sorry. Like that's the way our broadcasts are right now. Just not put together. Well, yeah. They used to hype shit up, you know, and, make everything like so act like it's these little minute things are so important on old broadcast they just did it well yeah that's that's tv that's how that works yeah so yeah well it's like um, it's it goes again i just want to touch one more thing on the on the actual yeah. broadcast side of it if you watch an f1 race and it's just the most boring race ever i guess like a paul ricard france grand prix basically um there's still they're taking you to where the action actually is. Even if it's hard to find and it's sparse, they're taking you to where the action is. Yeah. They're taking the pit strategy seriously. They're actually going depth into in depth into it. You still don't, you still not like going to be bored out of your mind watching it. Yeah. Nowadays, if, if that kind of race happened at, on at a NASCAR race, which I, I would bet was last night, um, they probably just hung out at the front, didn't really pay attention to anything else going on. Yeah. It, again, I, I guess that's just me reiterating. It feels like a low quality product. Yeah. Well, either way, um, whether you agree with Harvick's comments or not, uh, that's how we got to where we're at now. Yeah. I feel like we got off topic. Um, whether you agree with his comments or not, it's true um kevin's kevin's been saying for years you know we need to get back to the local short tracks and shine light on that i mean back in the day you know winston used to sponsor that shit that was part of the deal winston when they yeah. sponsored cup they sponsored also you know the what's now the arca east and arca west and all that shit so we need to shine light on that and make sure we're keeping the talent steered in the path of nascar 
Well, even like 10 years ago in like, what was it? The KNN East series. I mean, we had like five or six guys in that series then that you can point to now and they're in the cup series. Yeah. I don't exactly. know. Yeah. And that they had some races on, on speed channel back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. you know, Kevin Harvick, he's done a good job. I feel like he's done a good job with his approach to, you know, getting Keelan into racing um, because he's, he's getting them on dirt and on asphalt and on road courses. And that's what you got to do. If you're going to be a top level cup driver, you have to be going on all of those clearly. Um, so, yeah. Um, moving on to the actual race. Dude. <laughs> um, it was a, it was a miserable day <laughs> at the track. Yeah. It, it was sleeting at one point during the, <laughs> like before the race. Yeah. And then it rained. The race got, you know, pushed back a little bit. And the most bizarre thing happens before the race even starts. I don't know that anyone saw it other than me. But I was sitting front row, start finish line, the 15th pit box for Rick Ware was right to the um, to the right of the start finish line. Seventy eight pit box was a couple boxes down from on the left side of the start finish line. I saw a live fast motorsports guy go up there and getting a shoving match with one of the Rick Ware Racing crew members what? before the race even started. They were like yelling at each other and shoving each other. What the hell? Dude, I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Huh. It was the wildest thing. I I would love to know the backstory. Dude, I, yeah, I am like. Where did I this start? Like, what happened? I, I like started creating my own, like, you know, when I was sitting there watching Chase Elliott and William Byron lead 750 laps apiece in this race, I was sitting there just, um, just imagining coming up with my own scenario and what it was like, you know, he like one guy like banged his wife or something and he's getting back at him for that or something. Just like, what is, what are, what is uh, a Rick Ware racing and a live fast racing uh, crew members? What are the, what are they here? What are they fighting about? What, what could it possibly be? I would love to know. Probably somebody stiffed somebody in the poker game last night. The back guess, markers yeah. poker game, I guess. The backmarkers poker game. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of backmarkers, I tweeted last night. Um, I said one of the backmarkers is gonna wreck, and it's gonna set this race off. I tweeted this with like a hundred laps to go or something, or however. Whenever Denny Hamlin yeah, stopped whenever. on track, or didn't even stop on track when he went slow. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I sent that tweet, caution comes out for Hamlin slow on track. And I was like, well, I mean, Hamlin was a backmarker today, so I wasn't exactly wrong. <laughs> it counts, dang it. Yeah, which that should not have been a caution. No, it shouldn't have. But no, I mean, I'm not surprised. NASCAR was like, they were Come looking on, for anything. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they went, what was it? What lap was that on? <laughs> don't know <laughs> <laughs> it was around like, lap 300 i think <laughs> yeah oh yeah it was it was around like 100 to go and that was the first caution that wasn't a stage caution in this race yeah and we only had which i mean that's happened before even kind of recently that's not the most shocking thing ever but for martinsville yeah i mean that happened i think in um i think that happened in like 2018 yeah, in the spring race in 2018, the year it rained, it snowed out, and we ran on Monday. We only had four cautions all day. Oh, really? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but that race was far more interesting than this. Yeah, one. exactly. The, yeah. This um, and we'll, we're going to dive into it more. Like, it was just not a good race, and we were worried about this with the next gen car. I was the moment they announced we were running 670 at. at the short tracks and or tracks shorter than a mile and and 
road courses before they announced 670 everywhere except Daytona, Talladega, Atlanta. Um, I was worried about this because we have better brakes now. We have better suspensions, better transmissions, and now you're going to cut the horsepower down. And I kept hearing, you can drive this thing way harder in the corner. And I'm like, oh boy, where have we heard this before? And then I thought back to 2019. This looked like a 2019 Martinsville race. Yeah. Actually worse, but that it being worse than 2019 probably had more to do with the, um, the temperature, to be honest. Otherwise I feel like it's probably in the same boat. Um, so yeah, it it was, I, I've been concerned about this exact scenario playing out and it played out exactly the way I had feared, unfortunately. And it was just, a lot of it was you have so much rear downforce and apparently a lot of dirty air, which... Yeah, and a lot of dirty air. Well, and they, they said that with this diffuser. It almost... Um, I thought the whole point was it was supposed to take away the dirty air, though. Yeah, but didn't they say something like, the, the faster you go, the the uh, the better this thing works. Mm. So the yeah, slower you go, it's not right. going to it's not gonna work as well. Um, and the corner speeds are just... They're, they're so high. And this yeah. is the exact problem we had in 2019. The quarter, when the corner speeds are high, you don't have guys getting runs off the corner and making moves. I mean, you were, I don't know if you paying attention to the scoring monitor. Literally, me and Michael were sitting there. No one, it, it was like 20 laps in the top 20, one guy made a pass, and it was Kyle Larson and Kevin Hartwick. Yeah, and he dogged him for like 80 laps to do it. You could I get was there, watching, but you couldn't get by him. Yeah, I was watching Larson dog Harvick for like 80 laps, and I just he you wouldn't you couldn't do anything. I mean, he would get close, and then just you know you couldn't hold it off the corner no. close enough to get back to him in the next the next set. And yeah, it, he it was like that all night. With it reminds him. me of comments Kevin Harvick made. Uh, he actually made him on the Dale Junior download. It was after the Charlotte test with the 550 package at. Uh, with next gen and he said that everything you do to this car it goes to the rear and so you he's like this car is so tight and that's yeah. why and that's when we had a lot it of almost makes sense out. because now you're you know we're getting to these tracks where you're going slower speeds and we're seeing this play out yeah um where you you can get to you can get kind of up to guys but you can't get by them um yeah and a lot of people you know look back at the la coliseum race and i think um i think that does shed that does um breed some light just because it was a good race but that's so it's so different than any other road course we have and you, you got to take it into the fact that richmond and martins were both cold races yeah like la la you couldn't stay on the throttle long enough for that to make a difference yeah well and even then it seemed like you couldn't you, it was hard to pass oh it was definitely hard to pass i mean you could put it was you hard to in, differentiate at la you could have that. at la you could have you could have unrestricted it it would have been still ridiculously hard to pass yeah, just because the size of the track yeah exactly. actually may have made it worse because guys really wouldn't be able to get on the throttle at all but yeah i mean chase led the first 185 laps uncontested and then he lost the lead to William Byron. And the only reason he lost the lead is because his pit crew sucks. He lost the lead on pit road. And that was the final lead change of the race, minus a few laps because of um, green, green flag, flag pit, pit stops. stops towards yeah. the end. Yeah. William Byron led, Chase led 185. William Byron led 212 for a total of 397 laps led between the two of them. And um, the rest of the field led the however much, you know, yeah, three laps plus Austin a couple of got one and yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> which Hendricks now led over ten thousand laps at Martinsville, so that's fun. Congrats um, I I looked over uh, I looked over at my brother when Byron won the race off pit road and I said, I think he just won this race. Yeah, I mean it really did. It really did seem like it. Yeah. Um you saw, I mean, and even when you hit guys. Which, and, and I don't, this is really necessarily that big of a problem, but I noticed when you hit guys, you're not, you're not moving them up the hill as much as you were. And that's because one, the rear of the cars are so stuck to the ground. 
And two, um, two, I think it just has to do with the the bumpers. They're not as you know, yeah. You they're more giving as far as like you know, when you hit a guy, you're not hitting a bumper bar and you know. Yeah, you would hit a really bumper upsetting bar. Upsetting his car. You'd hit a bumper bar and you could kind of like get under it a little bit and kind of. Yeah, it's up. it's like for instance this race right here, Kevin Harvick, uh, 2011 Martinsville when he. Past Dale Jr. Jr. tried to hit him back, but he hit him his back bumper, and his bumper was just flapping. He's like it was like stepping in a bucket of water, and I felt like that's what it that's what it was like when you hit guys. Yeah, like you can move guys up, but it take it take a hell of a hit. Yeah, to get them up. I um, mean, hell, Ross Chast when they like they had that moment where Chastain and um, Kyle Busch and a few other guys got kind of got checked up getting into turn three, and I mean Ross kind of nailed the guy in front of him i don't remember exactly who it was mm. but uh hey that still didn't move him that far up the race yeah yeah. yeah i mean you saw logano he got into byron pretty pretty good there going into one on the last lap and he got byron off the bottom but it didn't upset his car that much yeah he was still um, able to get away from him yeah um gibbs cars were nowhere yeah well, except two the, of the gibbs cars. bell was okay for a while yeah Truex and Hamlin, mainly. Yeah. And these are two guys we said last week for Richmond, if they didn't perform at Richmond, we'd be worried. And they came out and performed at Richmond. But now they got me off sorts of fucked up. Because now they didn't. They they ran like shit last night. Now I don't know what to think of Gibbs right now. The way last night played out, I would almost I would almost put it more on they didn't um, they didn't have a great qualifying. And yeah. where did that, Hamlin start? Hamlin didn't start that bad. I thought he was like decently far back. Really? I know Truex was. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, Truex Hamlin was did. like Hamlin definitely dropped though. Yeah, I mean there were there were a handful of guys that that dropped um but I, I that may have just been that may have just been because of of difference and yeah. difference in conditions from practice to to the race. I guess, but it too, definitely but... doesn't bode well for him. No, but I, I feel like they'll figure something out. Um, maybe that's just me. I, I figured that I figured I feel like they're gonna figure it out eventually. Yeah, I guess it's, it's I just don't get, interesting. I don't get worried about Joe Gibbs racing. No, I mean it's yeah, I mean they've been so good so you know for so long, but yeah. it definitely was it definitely did kind of puzzle me a little bit why they're so bad. Um, like we said, the track cold temperatures plus cold tires equaled no rubber getting laid down and also not much tire wear, which equals no fun. Um, yeah. And we got some drivers, um, driver quotes from it. Um, Austin Dillon, uh, all these uh, came from, well, two of these came from Bob Pockers, and then one of them came from, I believe, uh, Jeff Gluck. Um, Austin Dillon said, when it gets hot and slick, it'll be a different race. Some people want, a different tire but it's going to change drastically with the weather um then they asked you know richmond and martinsville were both cold um and it's easy to say the car isn't great on short tracks austin replied he said it's not true at all um we saw it at the clash that was a great race um i don't agree with that statement i think it's just it was night race at martinsville it was you know 38 degrees i'm freezing cold right now and you can have a great race um but you got to have tire wear and there was just no rubber put down. Yeah. Um, which we've had really good Martinsville races when it was really cold though. That That's exactly what I was saying. He was yeah. like, I mean, 2017. Yeah. Freezing cold. I mean, many, yeah. a lot of the fall races and, and the spring races have been really cold martin it being cold at martinsville is not a new thing last night it was definitely cold, one of the colder martinsville races yeah but that's i don't i don't see it <laughs> i i've never seen the track not rubber up that much never i'm trying to think of yeah not that much even like even I mean, when even in 2019 when 2019 when they had the the hardest tire in the world and they yeah. said they could have run a thousand laps on one set of tires. I still felt like it, they rubbered up the track more. Yeah. I mean, 
like the tires weren't even like putting out that much that many marbles it was it was relatively clean on the top of the track yeah by the end of the race and there were a few big chunks but it was not the track was not littered with it like it usually yeah. is um i'm i'm of the opinion that i'm willing to give it a shot when it's hotter but i ultimately deep down i don't feel like it really will I don't, be that much better i don't think it will either um i think we need i don't want to immediately jump on the bandwagon and just start hating on the next gen car i think we need to look at changing something well yeah and and that kind of leads me to this um then we go to joey logano um <laughs> he he says i don't think the racing was bad but he was very hesitant when he said it yeah. very um very much trying not to get a nice hefty fine from nascar um i don't think the racing was bad but it definitely was harder to pass um no one can pass without getting to the bumper um and it's definitely harder to get there um i was faster than the three the whole run and just couldn't get there i thought it would be harder to pass but not that hard the other thing is the tires don't wear out and that's a big problem we got to make the tires wear you can't run a whole run and only slow down half a second um then they post a question to him you expect goodyear to um you would expect goodyear to be conservative on a tire um on tire wear when you come to track with a new car um and joey responded you can't be conservative our sport is not conservative look at what we've been doing look at what we've Look at what we've been doing. We've been going for it in every department. We have to go for it in the tire wear department. I, yeah, I agree this, with that. I lot. fully back Joey Logano. Yeah, we need, we need <laughs> tire wear to get some short track racing. Yes, uh, you did the thing. Uh, yeah, no, I I definitely agree with Joey too. Um, I think that's not going to be the fix all fix all for it, but that that would help. You can't. Tire wear creates comers and goers. You'd be able to get the guys more, I feel like. Yeah. Granted, it's so, like they were saying, it's so, you get so tight in traffic. You can't get to guys. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of Joey's point, but tire wear always helps. Yeah, absolutely. It always helps. I mean, last week at Richmond, we saw, I feel like you can't even really compare Richmond to Martinsville necessarily because we saw kind of the same Richmond race that we've seen. Yeah. In the past 10 years, really. Whereas Martinsville, we've had plenty of examples of different packages and ones that work and ones that don't work. And we have a pretty good example. And particularly we keep harping out 2019. That was when they ran, did they run six or seven fifty? They ran seven fifty, but with the high downforce. Yeah, and there was no tire wear. You couldn't pass for shit. You get tight behind cars, and this reminds me a lot of it. Yeah, it the race reminded me exactly of that. Yeah, and ironically, Byron had his best Martinsville races with two very similar packages. So go figure. Yeah, but, uh, and those two races, Truex and Kozlowski won, and both of them led upwards of two hundred sixty or seventy or four hundred four hundred forty and four hundred sixty. Yeah, yeah. So all but you know 60 and 40 laps in a yep. 500 lap race so yeah i remember those uh it was cool the first time it happened when brad did i was like oh that's pretty awesome and then truex came, yeah and then truex came back and did it again i was like oh, okay something's up here. <laughs> yeah well that's funny jeff gluck tweeted um Chase Elliott's led the first 185 laps of the race. Uh, that hasn't ever happened at Martinsville before, and that's pretty remarkable. And Dell Jr. commented, asterisk, unremarkable. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jr. was not having it. He did not like this race yeah. at all. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, so I know NASCAR wants to keep as much of the cars the same, track yeah. and track. But I think they almost they gotta add horsepower again, or take the spacer off. Yeah, what would race? It, what would it hurt? It did, exactly, just yeah. for just for the short tracks. 
Yeah. You don't even have to do it for the super speed or not super speed. It's the, uh, the road courses. No. Road course. It looks like it. the best package. Right yeah. Now. Either that or saying something. Yeah. Either that or 750. I think, I think taking it off completely would, would do the trick that and yeah. maybe, maybe get rid of the diffuser for short tracks. Yeah. It I mean, they're like already it doing it for Bristol dirt. Yeah. It seems like it hurts more than it helps at a track that's smaller. Yeah. So, and you have to, you have to come with the softer tire. And I think, um, I think we do have to give the fall race a shot because I would imagine Goodyear will come with the softer tire. Yeah, I would imagine. And it, um, it'll be during the day. So that alone will, even if it is still on the cool side, that alone will help yeah. with making it a little slicker uh, track temp wise. So. This, this has me worried for a race like the Bristol night race. Yeah. Uh, if we go there with this exact package, I feel like you're going to see a lot of the same, just a bit faster. Yeah. Well, hopefully they figure out a fix before then. I mean, yeah, hopefully I, I could see them being stubborn though, but hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. I'm wondering for Darlington. I think Darlington's fast enough. Darlington is rough enough too that even yeah. if it is cool or whatever, and it'll be a day race too. Um, tire fall off should still happen even if they bring stones. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which hopefully they won't, but I think they need to be doing more testing. I, I feel like they, yeah, just, they didn't they really just... do much testing at Martinsville yeah. with this car. So I think, you know, hopefully they'll bring I've a softer tire. Um, and yeah, they probably do need to look at the, the rules package as far as it, the horsepower specifically. Um, I think, if you add in tire wear and the horsepower, I think the rear diffuser, you can leave the rear diffuser alone. Yeah, it'd probably be fine. It'd be, it'd probably be more like uh, 2014 when we still had the high downforce and it didn't really affect it at Martinsville because we still had unkempt engines. Yeah. Um, and then the last uh, quote, we have uh, Ross Chastain. He had some interesting remarks. Um, he said, I think we're misremembering the old Martinsville races. Y'all are asking if it was hard to pass. It's always hard to pass. I've only run two Martinsville races before tonight with uh, fully funded teams, and it was damn near impossible to pass both times. We're going to, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, what? Yeah. I, I don't know about all that. Yeah. I mean, how many passes for the lead during green did we see last year? A lot. You could pass. Yeah. That's such bullshit. Like, yeah, was it hard? Yes. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, but it was, was hard it because doable? it was hard because it was racy. Yeah. And like you had to move guys and you had to, you know, it was hard because it was hard racing. Yeah. It was good hard racing. This was not t- last night was not hard racing. It was well, it, guys were driving hard, but it wasn't hard racing. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard to race. It wasn't hard racing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they asked him, could Goodyear, uh, go a little more, more aggressive with the tire. And Ross said, all I know about tires are that they're round and black. Other than that, I have no idea. So great insight, Ross. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't I know. Mean, fair enough. If, that he, long, if but, he doesn't know, then he doesn't know then I guess, whatever, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you don't know, then yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. um, and then the last question, um, they asked him, would you like to see any other changes made, uh, you know, horsepower package changes? And then Ross responded, what's crazy is I was feathering a throttle off the concrete onto the asphalt. It was hard to put the throttle down. That was the first time I've had, I'd had that at Martinsville and I was smiling in the car. I was feathering it and I was passing people. I had, my foot is tender after this race because I was managing the throttle uh, getting that blip in the downshift. Now, um, there's some rear gear stuff we need to work on. We don't need to be shifting every lap. I think that's silly. But I um, I get that they want to keep us in a box. But I had a blast, and I think that's where um, – I think that's why there weren't wrecks. It's because it was hard to drive. The race wasn't not interesting because there weren't wrecks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make this clear. This is, is such a, every everything he said, I was I was just like, you you missed 
everything. Yeah. Ross missed the point. He, yeah. Hard. Um, I've, we've been to sev- a handful of Martinsville races in the past I get five years where there weren't very many incidents, cautions for incidents. Yeah. And Doesn't they were still, they were still good races because yeah. guys were actually uh, allowed by what was going on to yeah. race each other. They had, they a, just they happened, had a car and a package that could race yeah. each other. They just happened to keep it very clean on those days. Yeah. And that that's pr- fine. And that shows off that they're the greatest drivers in the world. But when you have this type of package where you can't get to a guy, it doesn't prove that the greatest drivers in the world, you're putting the greatest drivers in the world in a, in the world in a box. Yeah. And that's never a good thing. And that's exactly, that's what we have with the 550 package. Which is what Ross even said and still missed the point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now as far as the, the gear thing, I think there is some stuff they need to do with that. I think I did agree with him. The shifting every lap is a little bit silly. I mean, did it, would that make that much of a difference though? It could, um, as far as like Maybe. getting the power down off the corner, might allow yeah. you to get, um, better runs on guys. Um, but yeah, the, um, I, he was in the minority. Yeah. Like if anything, it might be only him that thought what he thought. I mean, I don't. Sounded like everyone, everybody, but it Ross was hard to drive and it. that was fun. No, it's hard. It, that was what the fuck? <laughs> like, well, I mean, he could, he could have fun driving the, driving the car during the race. Yeah. But you ask any other terrible. driver, they did not have fun. Yeah. No, every driver that got out of the car, even Ross didn't look like he had fun when he was talking about it. Every driver that got out of the car was, had a, had a worried look on their face. Like, damn, this sucked. Yeah. It sounded like everybody kind of wanted to put uh, that race on blast and just kind of tiptoed, yeah. which. And I, I hate that we're being so negative, but I mean, what the fuck are we <laughs> talking about? Yeah. I mean, there's not really much positive to it. Um, I mean, I it's, it's a learning experience. As long as yeah. NASCAR takes this and, and goes back to school to school on yeah. it, then I mean. And recent history has proven that they will. Yeah. So that's good. This um, is still salvageable. This no, it just it just came simple. out of the gate poorly. Yeah. And that happens. Um Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush, uh, he stormed off. Yeah. William Byron wasn't even around on his cool down lap, and Kyle Bush was halfway to his damn holler. We all looked at him, we're like, who's Kyle going to fight? And he just walked back to his holler. I I dude, I would kill the herd of Kyle Bush interview after this race. It would have been absolute gold. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did you think of the race? Fucking terrible. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Car sucks. Everything about it sucks. Goodyear sucks. Yeah. It's fucking killed. <laughs> what um, do you think of Martinsville? It's fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's. There. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where Ross. I don't yeah. know where he's going with that. That was. I mean, it was bound to happen. We were bound to go to a, a track or a series of tracks even where the next-gen car wasn't ready for. It was bound to happen. I thought it was possible it would be a track like Martinsville. Honestly, I've been thinking this for a long time now. Yeah. Um, Bottom line, you got to slow the cars down in the corner. You got to make tire You got to make tire wear. Yeah. I knew, I knew when we were I, – I, started to get worried when we were watching practice and I could see how far the guys were driving in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. They they looked fast. They looked fast through the center. Um, I guess it's, uh, that's pretty much all I had for that. Um, guess it's time for the happy cat, Kevin Harvard report. Um, I don't actually know where happy cat is at the moment. Uh, he's probably downstairs, but we'll get into it. Uh, Kevin Harvick finished 14th. He took tires there late in the going uh, on that last pit stop and couldn't move anywhere because the tires suck and they didn't weren't worth a damn thing. Yeah. Um, I had a bottle of Goldschlager before the race that was worth way more than those tires. Um, and yeah, he ran. He ran a Kevin Harvick Martinsville race. He ran back after the top 10 slash top 15 the entire race. 
that's been your happy cat Kevin Harvick away from the table. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, he did that and he ran a Kevin Hart Martinsville race. I don't know. Yep. That's been your happy cat, Kevin Hart. Port. He sucks here. Yep. Martinsville for me is not fun. It's getting less fun by the day. It is. Yeah. Um, like love the track. We, can we upgrade the, the facilities and turn three and four? Everything can over we upgrade sucks. the facilities everywhere. <laughs> well, specifically turn three and four. When I go to the front stretch, I'm like, wow, these are much nicer than where I'm normally at. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, and why we couldn't bring a video camera in? Oh, dude! And then what yesterday, the fuck? yesterday they didn't even like look in my backpack. Oh, they looked in mine. Yeah, you. I guess it's turn three. Yeah, you said turn three like, and four. They don't give a shit. You could bring in almost anything. I'm not going to specify what. I was joking about that all week, <laughs> but you could bring in almost anything as long as it's not made of glass. They will say, "Sir, enjoy the race." Yeah. Turn one and two, they're like. Hey man, you can't bring that knife in. It's made out of glass. Oh shit. What uh, about my other knife? No, it's metal. You're good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, we were talking about the tires. That brought me to the um I wanted to bring up the most interesting part of the entire race, which was when we had green flag pit stops and everybody went into turn dude, three. Yes. <laughs> everybody was going into turn three it was i guess like it was a fucking indy car race <laughs> it looked exactly like an indy car race and we were my group we were sitting there just like we were like oh shit oh shit and then that, truex blew a tire and <laughs> it was cold tires man it yeah. was cold tires literally i saw kurt bush about bust his ass down in turn one yeah on cold tires which that was actually fun it didn't it didn't help the racing at all but no. i mean it was <laughs> i mean it it took like we saw a bunch of guys pit and then yeah. guys who had been on the track for 150 laps on that set of tires, just blow by them. <laughs> so, yeah. you thank you. Yep. Um, yeah, that was, that was quite interesting. I'd never seen that before, but it was a, overall, it was a combination for, it was about the worst combination you could have asked for Yeah. for last night. There, there's definitely definite improvements that need to be made, but Hopefully they'll they'll listen to everybody and they'll make the improvements. Um, yeah. uh, if NASCAR this, uses this as a learning experience, we're we're gonna be okay. Put it that yeah. way. Joining this next segment, where do we putting this on the pitching scale? Oh God. Um, let's do the how low the tire wear is. That's that's at the bottom. That's at the bottom. The top is us getting to interview Sam Mayer. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna put it down at the tire wear. Um, yeah. I'm not even gonna have to think about that. That was awful. Yeah, worst, probably I'm the worst gonna... race I've watched in person. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that too. I was like, "Is this the worst race I've ever seen in person?" Other than that, like one at USF 2000 race I saw at IRP, that was terrible. I think yeah, this might be one of the worst races I've ever seen in person. It's a damn shame for the argument of I saw Jeff Gluck tweet this. It's a damn shame for the argument of we need more short tracks and we've built a car in a combination that hasn't performed well on short tracks yet. Yeah. So it sucks because we know it's not the track. Yeah. We've got Martinsville decades of, of decades of exactly proof of that. So yeah. it's it's gotta be fixed. But yeah, on bench scale, yeah. I mean it's damn near it's at the bottom. Yeah. It is at the bottom. Um we saw William Byron win. Uh, I feel like we've hardly mentioned it, but he did win. Uh, he won two grandfather clocks this weekend, won the truck race, and um, then Brandon Jones won the Xfinity race, random. Um, Glad you, you actually listen. called him Brandon Jones and not Eric Jones again. Yeah. Um, if you want to listen to us talk about the Xfinity and truck race, watch or listen to the Bushwhacker podcast, and you can hear our exclusive interview with Sam Mayer on there. Um, and and find it on our YouTube channel as well. Yes, it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, William Byron – out of eight races, he was the first guy to win again. Um, we got a lot of top guys without wins. Chase Elliott's still yet to win. Um, Martin Truex hasn't won yet. Kevin Harvick hasn't won in 15 years. Um, and Kyle Busch has not won yet, just to name a few. And then we got guys knocking on the door the first one, like Reddick, Suarez. Um, I don't know, man. I'm still sold on the fact that we could have 16 winners. 
I I still think like the top guys are going to figure it out and then they're just going to start dominating. Now, well, I guess, well, let's see. So I think everybody that you mentioned, I'm still not 100% sold on Suarez. But other yeah. than that, everybody I think that you mentioned, I think will win. So that's what, five more? It's six more. Six more. So that puts us at? It puts us 13? at uh, seven plus six, 13. And I think I'm definitely leaving out. Logano hasn't won yet. Either. I'm not, I'm not sold on Logano winning a race this year. Oh, Blaney hasn't won yet. 14. Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm not even sure I'm sold on Blaney winning a race this year. They've, yeah, but someone's going to win. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I think we're looking at, I think we're looking at about 14. I don't know. I'll call it out right now. I think we'll get 16. Right. I think we'll get 16. Don't know if we'll get 17. I think we'll get 16. Because here's here's my thing. The guys who have won. So I think Elliott will win for sure. I mean, he's leading the points right now. They've been doing good. Well, He'll... Brian Bunny was leading the points last week. Joey Logano is what, third? Yeah. I, I'm i still not – I'm I'm not sold on Joey Logano. I'm just – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Austin Dillon or Eric Jones or somebody like that won too. Well, okay, here's here's my point that I guess I'm slowly trying to get to. We got three super um, speedways in there. A couple more road courses. Denny Hamlin's going to win all the super speedways. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, I'm not sold on RFK, Chris Buescher, or, or Brad anymore. No, uh, they've definitely disappointed. Yeah, could they win Talladega, Daytona, or Atlanta? Yes. Yeah. Um, or Milvay? Talladega, Daytona, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. What did I say? <laughs> you said Talladega, Daytona, Atlanta. I don't, I didn't, Atlanta's still different. I didn't see as many normal traditional super speedway guys. Well, yeah, you know, but it, even if my, the only thing with Atlanta, even if it's not like a traditional super speedway, it's still like, it's still a, a track card. where, yeah, it's still a, a wild, wild card. Yeah. Someone out of the blue could. But the guys who have won, some of them are going to start to click off more wins. And I think that that will just kind of, separate the the pack as far as who has and hasn't won and we'll start we'll stop getting so many winners byron won last night i've been saying we've been saying this entire time on this podcast byron's gonna pop off eventually well here he goes i wouldn't be shocked if he won three four more times before the playoffs started we've got uh larson larson they'll figure it out eventually i think they have a good shot this week to figure it out um they'll win a couple more um, who else? I, even though Hamlin and them were terrible today, your argument's not nearly as fun as my argument. It never is. You <laughs> like the ridiculous argument and I like the realistic argument. That's why this works, buddy. Oh, okay. Um, I'm the, but then man. we got Bristol dirt next week. Yes. And like I just said, that's a good opportunity for Kyle Larson. It's also a good opportunity for a guy like Ricky Stenhouse or like, like a, a hell, maybe even a Daniel Suarez or like a Christopher Bell. Um, I think, yeah, you definitely make a good argument for Larson for next week because we saw this test. Stuart Fries had tested the next-gen car at Bristol Dirt uh, earlier this week. They took off the rear diffuser. They um, even did a run with no windshield in it. Uh, I would assume they'd had a screen or something. Um, and they had mud flaps. And uh, the track looked to be a little bit faster too. Um, but Stuart said that could have been just the track conditions. This looks like it's going to be a significantly better race than last year. Yeah. The cars look like, the car looked like it's sliding a lot more than it was last year, which is only going to play into the dirt guy's hands. Yeah. And if you look at last year, Larson and Bell ended up in that accident, which was 100% Bell's fault. And um, I, it was, that's not a, that's not a hot take, but um, remember Larson and them had to change an engine after practice. Cause they weren't ready for, you know, whatever with the grill opening. So if they don't have to do that, they were going to start, I think P one. Um, if I remember correctly, I, I don't know. Yeah. Cause they, ago. they finished second in Atlanta. They were leading the points, give or take. I think they would have started P one. Um that doesn't happen if, because how fast he was, they would have been gone. So he's not even in that spot at that moment to be in that accident. So, yes, Kyle Larson should be the heavy favorite this week. 
and they're going to fucking win. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to pull a Dale Tanhart. I'm going to put it down right now. Oh, this is going to win. This is going to bite me in the ass so wow. hard. You just sealed, you just sealed his fate. Larson's <laughs> not going to win now. I'm sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Shit. If you're picking Kyle, can I pick Kevin Harvick? No. I feel like now that you said you I can pick Kyle one. because I picked him for Auto Club and he won. <clears throat> I know, but I feel like it's a safe bet that something stupid like Kevin Harvick winning a dirt race is going to happen now that you've declared that Kyle Larson's going to win. I guess you shouldn't have picked him for Auto Club. That's your Son fault. of a bitch. You um, can still put a bet on him. Or no, we're in North Carolina. You can put him in your DFS lineup, I guess, if you want to do that. Yeah, shout out to the garage guys. I'll get Chase to help me out with that one. Yeah, get him um, to send you the uh, DraftKings thing, and yeah. it'll get you $53 or whatever. He was telling me about that nice. <laughs> on Saturday. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we met uh, We met Junior and we met Dale this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I had to yeah. think about that perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing about Bristol Dirt. Uh, Kyle Bush made this comment. He said, cut the cord. Uh, as Richard Petty said, dirt takes, us, takes the sport backwards. It's a mess. Our cars are not fit to put on a good dirt show i've seen good dirt shows well that's no fun kyle um i'll take a page out of out of uh door bumper clear uh i'm spot off on that one um <laughs> i don't think you can get a every- I, more ice cold take than that i don't yeah, think I, the race last year was not bad no it wasn't it may not have been fun for a driver because of the conditions and all that but First of all, shit canning it after one year, or at least, you know, verbally like that after one race yeah. is a terrible idea. Two, um, it's v- pretty much verifiably going to be a better product. Now, if it rains out again, like it's looking like it might. Um, God, I hope not. Then oh we are going to get a Monday afternoon race, which will negate some Hopefully of Hopefully the- they'll do Monday night. I guess they don't usually do that, though. Because that man, just that just extends dream. the weekend even longer. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's Kyle's just an asshole. I, I mean, love Kyle sometimes, but sometimes it's just like, well, you're a fucking party pooper. I mean, I get it to an extent. If it's a track you just didn't gel with, and I get like not liking it. He did it. gel with it. He was gonna win the damn race, and he overheated. On lap three, how the hell do you know if he was going to win the race? Because it's Kyle, it's Kyle fucking Bush. Kyle Larson was still in the race at that point. He was not going to win the damn race. Hell, Kyle Larson still looked like he was going to win the race even when he was two laps down with no front bumper. Um, yeah, until the – that was the funny thing. Real quick, uh, since we didn't have a podcast back then, I want to bring sure. this up now. Um, Larson with no front bumper, when they when they tore the track up and redid it, got rid of all the – all the wear and tear on it from 150 laps still was putting down fast laps. But once the track kind of came in and it rubbered up a little bit, then with that aero deficiency he had, it kind of, kind of screwed him. But when the track was, was green, I guess, I don't know if that's a dirt term or not, but if, when the, we'll have to ask, uh, the track our was boy brown. Joe, <laughs> the track was brown. We'll have to ask our boy, Joe and Kyle. Um, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that little, uh, the little winky wink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever the term for a green track isn't dirt. Um, he was still putting, picking them up and putting them down. So, uh, All right. anyway, well, I'm clearly excited and I'm ready to get my heart broken again. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like me on my Tinder profile. I'm living my best life. So, yes, I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> um, Perfectly apt description. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Bristol Dirt should be fun. We're going to have a really fun weekend there. We'll be at the truck race and the cup race. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Please, for the love of God, do a, rain, do a little rain dance. Thank you. Um, I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. I don't know either. If you want to catch Seth dancing, there's a bit of it in the Richmond vlog um is yes yes there is i danced oh shit i'm pretty sure yeah um or maybe it's maybe it was from this week i don't know it might have been from this week yeah um should be a fun time um i'm excited i'm super excited this car looks awesome on dirt i think it's gonna be a hell of a race um and we're gonna have a big show next week man we gotta have uh 
Weston Miller on. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we're gonna have Weston Miller on, and maybe, uh, maybe somebody else. Maybe two maybe. other people. You never know. Maybe. Never know. Never know. Big Murder Small Blade might might throw out an announcement next week, and you have no idea about it. Yeah. What? Whoa! <laughs> Content. Um, picks for Bristol. I, I already Kyle said. Larson. I already said it, Kyle Larson. Yeah, I know. Yep. Seth, Yep. Hang on. Let me let me say it um, properly. Kyle the fuck Larson will win the Bristol Dirt Race. Kyle, we're sorry. I just sealed your fate that you were not going to win. Well, okay. So for what it's worth, every time I pick Kyle on this pod, he's won. It's the first time for everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> ready, um, to be, ready to be heartbroken again. <laughs> yeah, apologize. We didn't put out the pics um, last week on Instagram. I tried on the pace yeah, laps yeah. and nothing would load. Um, I don't even remember who I've picked and who I haven't picked. Um, I've picked every guy in the wrong week. So that's just fantastic. Um, I don't even know who to pick. I mean, you got more points than I did this week, so. Uh, I did. I did beat you with since, Ryan Blaney. Yeah, since um, Truex was just nowhere. Dog shit. Yeah. Um, God, I don't have a clue who to pick. Um, go with uh, go with my boy Ryan's new favorite driver, Ricky Sten. Actually, hold on, that might be a good move. Yeah, Ricky Stenhouse. Um. Nah, I don't think he's gonna beat Larson. I mean, just out of pure spite. Christopher Bell. All right. Yeah. When we do I, the little video, you I really do. don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that pick at all. <laughs> if you were to win this week, you're going to be like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not in love with that pick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to your boy, Ryan. He came to his very first NASCAR race. Yep. Love yeah, I cars. think he was. I think Loves he was cars. the only one in Richmond, Ridgeway. Sorry, that was having a good time. <laughs> I believe technically Martinsville is in Ridgeway. Good job. Yeah, <laughs> I just called it Richmond on accident. Whoops. Um, but yes, he, yeah, I think he was the only boy one Ryan. in Ridgeway having a fun time. Sorry. I yeah, your boy Ryan loves cars, hates racing, but he had a fantastic time. Loved, fell in love with it. So. Yeah, he liked drag racing. But if there's a silver lining to this race, Ryan had a good time. Yep. Yep. Cool. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. That is it. Oh, sundress and dumbass. Oh yeah. I think we forgot that for the Bushwhacker pod too. No, we yeah, did we? we did. We did. Yeah. I feel like all right. Do we need for to the do whole it here weekend? Then? I feel like I feel like this one we'll do it for the whole weekend. Okay. So right. sundress for the whole weekend. Sam Mayor. Ooh. Nah. Nah. I want to. Dale Jr. Just because Jr., man. Got All right. Dale Jr. Koozie. I'm, I'm down. Dude, Dale Jr., man, he's just great. Love yeah, Jr., man. Gotta love Jr. Dumbass, obviously, is Ty Gibbs. 100%. Yes. No, Not hands even, down. Hands Not down. even close. Ty Gibbs, yeah. yeah. Um, there wasn't anybody in the same ballpark. No, there wasn't. There yeah. was not. Um, that's been the show um next up is the bristol dirt race america's uh, dirt race i was going to say a buddy pulley safari oh, but yes, yes my bad. that is up um it is time for a buddy pulley safari, safari! 